1: Special guest, you've got me, Jimbo Stewart. We've got our wonderful, beautiful Bob Bickford. And then we've got our great Huggy Halleck friend, Mark
2: Halleck. (laughs) Huggy Halleck. (laughs) Yes. Love you guys. So last episode,
1: I was telling Bob about the best bread pudding in Jacksonville, Florida. And I was telling Mark about it. He's down here in Jacksonville with us doing something with the Jacksonville Baptist Association. And Mark looks at me with disgust and says... What is bread pudding? (laughs) Nothing about bread pudding sounds appetizing at all, right? And so, yeah, so if you describe what bread pudding is, it doesn't make it more appetizing when you say, oh, well, you take stale bread and you put it in an egg custard and then you bake it.
2: I mean, everything about it sounds awful. I mean, everything. So I'm envisioning this, and Jimbo's, like, legitimately pumped. He's, like, really excited about this bread pudding, and I'm thinking – You've just described perhaps the worst sounding dessert that I can imagine.
3: I mean, I mean, you had me at stale bread. <laughs> yes, I hear you. Barb loves, Barb loves bread pudding. I can't, I, I'm not a fan. And don't you soak it in rum? And isn't that against our Nam covenant that we no, saw no, in Jimbo? No, no.
1: Hold on, hold on. There is some bread pudding uses rum sauce on top of the bread pudding. This bread pudding does not.
3: Was it used like Dr. Pepper or something like that?
1: No, uh, a big scoop of vanilla ice cream.
3: Okay. Listen, okay. Here, here's
2: here's the truth. It was actually incredible. I, I was more than shocked. I was trying to be an encouraging friend to Jimbo and just, you know, appreciate his excitement. But I, I didn't have my hopes. And that, I mean, that's an understatement. But I'll be honest, from the first bite, I was captured. I, I I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> I was very satisfied. This dessert was amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so here what I told what I told him last night, and here's what I tell you, Bob. There's nothing better than good bread pudding. But there's nothing worse than bad <laughs> bread pudding.
3: <laughs> Dude, I want a t-shirt with that on it. <laughs> I can make you one, yeah. <laughs> I just have one question. After you guys enjoyed this fabulous bread pudding, did you guys just stand up out of the booth and did you just hug each other for about, you know, five to celebrate the good?
2: Here's the truth. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I guess I will now. A hug revival (laughs) broke out. A hug revival. (laughs) I mean, this, I've never seen anything like it. Just joy upon joy. Everybody in the whole restaurant. It was, I mean, it just it, spread like wildfire. So, so COVID probably did. <laughs> Men who haven't
3: hugged anyone for years, just <laughs> crazy with hugs. Well, for the boot camp listeners who are not aware what we're talking about, our good friend Mark Halleck is, uh, he's an affectionate and jovial and joyful and encouraging brother. Yes, and, he is. Uh, if you do not want to be hugged, you need to stand, have somebody between you and Mark, <laughs> and he might fight through that person to, to get to you and hug you. I like the challenge. He's just a good brother. So we, we love him.
1: Absolutely. And we, we know when we need a good hug or good encouragement, happy Huggy Halleck is where you go. And so we've asked, we've asked him to come onto the podcast while he's down here in Jacksonville and talk to us a little bit about how do we stay encouraged? in the midst of all the difficulties of coronavirus and political tension and everything else going on in the country. And if anybody can encourage you right now, it's Mark Alec.
2: Oh, wow. Well, guys, here's the truth. Man, here's what I know. Every one of us, the three of us and everyone listening, needs more encouragement than we get. That's just the truth. Every person in our congregations needs more encouragement than they get. And I just, I really believe this. I believe encouragement's like the secret weapon, man, to fuel joy, to fuel hope. And it's really important. And so, you know, one of my life's missions is to help pastors grow as encouragers. Because not all of us have grown up in encouraging environments. We haven't been around encouraging people. It can kind of seem weird and awkward, and it is, but you've got to lean through it, you know. But speaking words of life, I think are so important as pastors. And so anyway, you know what I thought what I thought I'd do, and I'd love to just interact with this is basically just talk about, you know, how to, first of all, how do we stay encouraged? You know, like brothers and are listening to this right now. I mean, this is a discouraging time. Like, let's just name it. Like I know for me in Colorado, I mean, we're a year into this COVID deal and it's been hard, man. It has been hard on a lot of levels. Um, it's hard from a shepherding perspective a big time, not being able to, to see your folks every week, not knowing how everybody's doing. Um, I mean, this is the call of the replanner. You know, we're visionary shepherds and a shepherd heart, shepherd's heart is a big deal. And anyway, it's, it's hard. We're tired of wearing masks. We're tired of, you know, you know, our sweet kids in Colorado again are, are still in, doing school from home. How yeah. has
1: it felt for you being in the state of Florida? We're going to restaurants that are packed. We're going to leave here at this hotel and go eat a Cuban sandwich. It's going to be glorious. And
2: well, I meant to tell you, Jimbo, I, I, I actually don't plan on leaving. Um, I'm I'm here to stay. I'm I'm all in. Um, looking forward to living in your basement for a while. Um, No, no, here's the truth. It's actually weird because I'm like everywhere I like live with a mask and nobody's wearing a mask down here. And so it's been freeing. It's also filled me with incredible anxiety. So I don't really know what to do, but you know, we're we're taking it one day at a time. It's actually been really cool though. And refreshing in a lot of ways, but anyway, I'm headed back to the big state. And so, uh, you know, things are pretty locked down in Colorado. It's it's a time though. that's discouraging for a lot of folks. And so um, let me just I just want to share just practically just some thoughts and would love to just get you guys some interaction with you guys on this. And I hope this is helpful. This is some some stuff I shared with some pastors in Colorado recently. Basically, just want to just hit two things. How do how do we stay encouraged ourselves? And then how do we keep help keep our people encouraged? And um, I think this is true wherever you live, wherever you are as a pastor and a replanter in this time. So let me just go through for a few of these. First of all, how do we stay encouraged ourselves? First of all, man, we've got to think on godly things. Like this is a time where we can easily fill our minds with all kinds of ungodly things. I mean Satan is real. He wants to he's a liar. You know, just thinking of verses like Philippians 4:8, finally brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's Anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And so we need to remember who God is. We need to think on him. We need to remember that he's faithful, he's sovereign, he's wise, he's loving. I mean, he is our God, and we need to meditate on his word. We really do. The battle is in the mind in so many ways. And I know you guys the same way. I'm just meeting so many pastors who are depressed right now, who are really not in a good place. And so it starts in the mind. What do you guys think about that when I throw that out there?
3: Yeah, Mark. I think you really hit on something that's super important for us as pastors. We we often, because we walk with the sheep and love the sheep and tend the sheep, we smell like them. And so, if they're you know, if they're hurting and if they're discouraged, that becomes part of our experience too. And so, the shepherd, in order to continue to be the shepherd and to love and to to encourage and to care has to get to a place where he himself is cared for. And so he needs to be with the shepherd, his shepherd, Jesus, right? And, and so I think part of the, the challenge for me, being a, a guy who likes to keep up with the current events and trends and likes to stay present with the flock is I can get in a space where, man, I am just all that I'm feeding myself is heaviness and, and care and concern, which is legitimate for me to, to be engaged in but it also is crushing to my soul if I never spend time with Jesus, my shepherd.
2: Man, that's a good word, man. That's so true. That's where we need to be wise with social media. I mean, social media can be a very great thing and a helpful tool for ministry, but we need to be careful. That's that's really, that's really wise. Here's a second thing I think that's really important in this time as pastors is uh, we need to spend time outside in God's creation. I mean, I, I really think that's vital in this time, especially— and are in quarantine where you're, you're in the house all the time and in the midst of this pandemic. But man, going outside, every time you go outside as a believer, it should point you to him <laughs> as you see the, the, I mean, just being here in Florida, man, I'm just amazed by God's creation, and the water, the trees, the sky, everything. And man, part of walking outside the doors of your house, going for a walk, going just breathing the air is you're reminded One, that God is in control of this thing. Two, that you're not alone. It reminds us that we're small (laughs) and he's really big, which I think Mm -hmm. is really important to remember. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when we live in our heads, we can become bigger and God becomes smaller. Um, And it reminds us, too, that God's alive, man. He's alive. He's with us. He loves us. And so I think there's something really important as far as our even just self-care right now. Um, to be outside, I mean, make an effort to to go outside at least, you know, once a day, and um, I just know there's dudes that are literally just indoors all day, and so, again, that would be a second way that I think is really important, you know, Psalm 124.8 says, our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, he's created all things to point us to himself, and so, you know, maybe the best thing you can do for your discouragement is walk around the block, you know, So simple, but important. Here's another, here's another thing. You know, I I feel like, and this kind of goes along with the first one uh, that we hit, but I think like filling your mind right now, like with music and teaching that stirs your affections for the Lord. Like that's the question I often ask myself is what are those things right now that I'm intentionally pursuing that stir my affections or, you know, grow my passion for Christ. I know for me, Like listening to worship music is a big deal. Like, if I'm just being honest, like I need time to just listen to worship music, just worship the Lord. If I'm listening to a podcast or listening to teaching, I want to make sure it's edifying to my soul, you know. Here's what we know, man. There's enough criticism out there. There's not a lot of bitter men out there. Right now, a lot of us, that just sucks the life out of us, man. And so What are those things that are going to stir your affections? And so, and along those lines, another thing I would add is edifying conversations with people who love Jesus, like conversations like this. Honestly, this is why this podcast, you guys is such a gift to so many people is like, we need to be with brothers and sisters that, that love the Lord, that will build us up, you know, and that we can build up. And so that's a big deal. Fellowship's a big deal in this time. And then the last thing I would just say is it's just the importance of prayer. And, and I know we know that, but man, if there was ever a time where we need to be on our faces pursuing the Lord, man, it's right now. Uh, we need Him. We need Him for ourselves personally. We need Him for our churches. We need Him in every way. And so those are just some things, guys, that I throw out there as ways to stay encouraged ourselves. You guys have any thoughts on on that?
1: No, I think that's, that's solid. Like you said, we got to get outside. We got to be mindful of what we're putting in our mind, what we're listening to, what we're surrounding ourselves with, that we're not spending all of our time on social media or the news or worldly perspectives of everything, whether we're in God's word, we're listening to things that honor and glorify God and turn our hearts and our minds Mm -hmm. towards him. And that positions us then well to be an encouragement to others. So so Mark, how, what would you say is, yep. how do how do we go from encouraging ourselves, which is super important, kind of the oxygen mask principle when you get on the plane, mm-hmm, and you got to mm-hmm. put your max, mask on first, but how do we go from there to then being able to encourage those around us, because there's so many that are discouraged. Yeah, right yeah,
2: yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, there's several things that come to my mind, and, and is I I want to just briefly hit four of these things, because I think, again... There, there are all kinds of things we can think we need to focus on right now in our time. It can be overwhelming. And for some of us as pastors, you know, we talk about being resourceful generalists as replanners. and man, we've get that all of a sudden we're now tech guys. We're trying to figure out how to get online and stream our services and all these things. But what are those things we really, really need to focus on? Like what are those top priorities to help get your church through this season in a healthy way? I would say and, um, and let me just mention this. First of all, I would say this, intentional and consistent. And those are two important words, by the way, <laughs> being intentional and being consistent uh, in your communication with your leaders, with your leaders. Uh, your leaders really need to lead together in this time. And, and so if you're going to lead as a team, clarity and unity is huge. And so you need to set, if you haven't, with your key leaders you need to have regular meeting times to talk through issues and challenges if that means setting up a regular zoom call each week i don't know what it is but man we need to be in we need to bring our leaders in really tight right now cuz they're also weary and they're trying to figure out what's going on and and in doing that we need to be intentional about encouraging our leaders and 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 showing them grace so that's our leaders. And then, and so I think flowing from that is the second thing, which is intentional and consistent communication with your congregation. Like again, communication is important right now because people are scared. People are, uh, they're, if they're not scared, they're at least confused, right? I mean, really confused. And so, and so we need to let our know, people know that we love them, what's happening, what's going on with your church, what's the game plan. You know, for the spring into the summer, don't assume things. People are th- living in their heads. They're worried about the future. You need to go overboard, I think, with communication with, with your leaders, with your congregation, and then all, and also just each individual member. And this is where when we talk about micro-shepherding, right, which macro-shepherding is how we care for and minister to the flock as a whole on a congregational level micro level shepherding is individual personal shepherding okay so as pastors we're responsible for both many times um, in larger churches to be honest with you they do a great job of macro shepherding it's difficult to do micro shepherding well this is one of the great strengths or should be of small to normative sized churches like most of us who are probably listening to this um, is man we have an opportunity to do micro shepherding really well to know if the flock as individuals, to know their needs, to know their pains, to know their hurts, to know how we can pray for them and their their families. And and so what I would say to pastors is lean into this. This seems to be a top priority right now and spending extra time checking on your people, making phone calls. It's also a chance, I'll tell you this, the reason a lot of smaller churches right now, if you, if you look over the last year, are actually growing in this time is because of this value. It's because there are people who, are, who have left churches where nobody's contact. Nobody knows them. Nobody, you know, and they're so they're so desiring to be known to be part of a church where they can be shepherded. And so I would say to you guys, man, this should be a strength that we have um, as pastors. And so then the fourth thing I would just say is just the intentional prayer and feeding to encourage your flock. You know, keep doing the things the Bible tells you to do. You don't need to be right now. Um, some rock star, super whiz, and everything. What you do need to be is a biblical pastor. Preach the word. Work, you know. Preach the word every week faithfully. Pray for your flock. Encourage your flock. Get back to the basics and and be and be okay with that because God blesses that, and um, and then be steady in that. So those are just some things, man, for us to I think remember in this time where we can be like, man, what in the world am I supposed to do well get back to basics trust the Lord do the things he's called you to do and uh, and ask him for joy man pray for joy and um, and the last thing I'd say is this guys Um, you know one of the things that we talk about at our church is the Barnabas challenge okay Barnabas is you know was the the brother of encouragement the son of encouragement and the Barnabas challenge our church is basically simply this encourage three people a day encourage three people a day, whether it's through text message, whether it's through a phone call, whether it's stopping by the house to give them a hug. And so I would say to us, and I'm preaching to me and to everybody listening, take the Barnabas challenge, make this a priority. In fact, if it, to give you a reminder, if you need that, just take, just put the number three at the top of your phone and push repeat daily. As a reminder, I need to encourage three. And then I would say this, issue that challenge to your congregations. Because you know what, it's powerful when a church becomes an encouraging church for one another. You can't be the only guy doing this. And so how do you unleash your church to be encouragers? I think you'll find that that'll be a source of great joy for your people.
3: So good, man. I, I think that, uh, Mark, just one of the things you said right up front is encouragement is something that every every person needs and it's in short supply in our world right now. And probably even before COVID-19, We we have a deficit of encouragement. And I think it's one of the most uh, simple and basic and wonderful gifts that the church can engage in on a regular basis that can really make the body warm and alive, but also it can be a witness to the gospel in our lives. So we're encouraged not by what's happening around us, but because of the risen Christ within us. Oh, man, that's and right. man, we just unleash that on the world. That is an attractive part of the gospel and it just reminds me of Matthew 516 that's part of the light shining in us mm-hmm. right and the mm-hmm. good work of encouragement that exhibits from us that people just come in. What's up with those people? like they are encouraging, they're friendly they're they're loving, they're good folks. and there's nothing I think that can really trans along with the preaching of God's word, the regular discipline of practicing encouragement as a leader and as a pastor and fostering that environment in your church man, that'll turn the culture of a church completely around. Amen. And, uh, man, I just lo- I love that you champion that among us uh, in the replanting world. Of, and most of all, I, I'm really thankful, Mark, you embody that personally, right? It's not, a, it's not something that you just put on on a stage, but, man, you are always encouraging. And I've been so grateful for your friendship over, over these past years. That's just who you are, and that's why we love to be around happy Huggy Halleck, right? <laughs> It's the joy of Jesus inside of you. So well, praise the Lord. Um, that's a good word. Thank you, brother. Thanks for that. Well, praise God, man. Thank you. Thanks for that encouragement.
2: That's, you know, it's huge. And I think, Bob, here's the truth. You know, what you say just for someone to remember is for those guys who are like, man, I don't know if I'm much of an encourager. Well, you are because you're saved. If you're saved, Mm -hmm. You have the Holy Spirit of God, Mm -hmm. you're made Mm -hmm. to encourage, period. But I would say this, you know, um, and I mentioned this yesterday to the guys, you know, I think a lot of believers have encouraging thoughts about people. Man, that sermon was awesome. So grateful for how she serves every week. You know, we have encouraging thoughts. The thing is, encouragement doesn't become encouragement until it leaves your lips, that person is not blessed mm. by encouraging thoughts. Does that make sense? So here's my encouragement. My encouragement, move those encouraging thoughts to lips because that person's blessed when they leave that. Don't let it just be a thought, act on it. Speak those words, text those words so that they're blessed by that encouragement. And I think what you'll find is when, once it becomes a habit, I always joke, I say, it's like Christmas every day, man. I mean, I get it. we get to give the gift of encouragement I don't know why this phone is ringing. Sorry, I have checked checkout time. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm in a hotel room. Checkout time. But anyway, let me just say, Jimbo's answering for me.
1: Yes. Checking out. Thank you.
2: This is a first ever, I promise you, on Replant. <laughs> I, I thought we had a caller. I thought we had a live
3: caller. We call got a live caller
2: call from, call from call 1978 and a real telephone. <laughs> we got Bob from Brunswick. <laughs> Anyway, um, but anyway, all, all that to say, guys, is you know this is a time to 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 man unleash encouragement. Let's do it for the glory of God. Have fun, you people need joy, and this is a way to bring it.
1: You know what you talk about? We need joy, and late the front desk talks about we need to check out, and you talk about we got to let encouragement hit our lips. So I think we got to check out and go let a Cubano hit our lip and it it will bring us joy. Thank
0: you for listening to this episode of the replant bootcamp podcast, a resource for replanters by replanters. If you enjoyed this episode or found it to be helpful for you and your ministry, please help us get the word out by subscribing, sharing,